0: Well, I'll tell you something, it was pretty easy at the beginning of this week, thinking about uh, being up here today, it's a lot easier earlier in the week than it is now. <laughs> um, I, w- I want to give you a little bit of a report on things and um, say again, thank you. Uh, for your uh, faithful prayers uh, on behalf of Sarah and Noreen and I and our family. You know, as a little boy, I really h- had a, a thing with going out in the storms. I love to get out in the rainstorms and uh, even even at times there's tornado warnings. we We'd run around the house outside, you know, until we heard the tornado siren running, you know. And then wintertime is similar. And um, just love to be outside in the snowstorms. And uh, just, you know, that's cool, you know, as a little kid, you know. And... Um, but now, you know, it's, it's a whole lot different being in storms than it was as a boy. And... So, um, we are, we're, we're facing a storm, as, if you will, and um, it's really tough. And some of you, I mean, many of you, and not some, but many of you have, have uh, just really rallied around us and um, encouraged us in this time with your prayers. Um, you know, the, I, I can't figure out it's like um, you, you try to come up with words to describe what's going on, and, and a lot of times you just can't. You just can't describe it. Um, we are, you know, Sarah right now is, um, she's just getting weaker and weaker. Um, she's coughing. She she can't eat a whole lot. You know, she tries to, but just doesn't work too well. And um, uh, she looks up, you know, gets excited about, you know, when like her sister Heidi came this week and that was something that they, you know, they had good times with each other. And so that's good. And and um, uh, right now she's not on the chemo tablets. And so it's it just is one of those things where you kind of see her uh, discovering, you know, in, in, as she processes this in her mind, she's, you know, it, it's just another recognition of that you know UCSF back in San Francisco you know they don't have anything more right now they they don't have anything more to to offer and so um, part of what I want to say today is um, is related I mean it's it's really (laughs) connected in this way obviously uh, with the passage that we want to look at Um, I don't know how many times I Wrote things down and then changed it. And, you know, it goes around and around and around. Um, You know, she's... um, It's just... it's As you can imagine, it's tough to see, you know, one of your children go through something like this. Um, You know, some of you have been through it before yourself. And, um, you, you know... Uh, there's a there's a connection there that we you know have you know because you you know it's like what do you say what do you do um we're in uncharted waters um we can't see very far uh in front of us it's it's a fog it's low visibility it's 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 uh, feeling caught in the waves and you You know, emotionally speaking, you you come up and all of a sudden there's calm, you know, calm waters. And then the next thing you know, you get kind of thrown under again. So it goes back and forth. And I'm not trying to mention this now um, about simply us, but I want to mention it so that you we all know how better to help people. Okay, Um, as a believer in Jesus Christ if if you are a believer in Jesus Christ you and i are called to come alongside those that are that are hurting and um you know there's times where you you know you don't i mean like for us you know people call us and say hey i want to do anything i can for you and we say thank you i don't know what you can do right now and we we obviously say well thank you for the prayers keep praying you know right now it's not like we need you know the food uh, program every night. We don't need that. It's just, you know, Sarah doesn't eat much. Um, So, you know, um, it's just a lot of unpredictability at the very moment. And, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's almost like you get a concussion. You know? And you you think you're okay. But people look at you and you say, you know what? Go sit down. (laughs) You know? And you feel... Like you can do something, but then you're weak and weary and you need to go sit down or something, or you feel sleepy or all those things that kind of come from a concussion. That's what it kind of feels like. And so, um, we come back to, uh, you know, okay, now what, um, you and I know that it's not like there's, um, a specific answer for anyone that's dealing with cancer. Um, you just got to kind of wait. And that's hard. N- n- no one likes to wait. Um, and so it's a, a great challenge in that way. And obviously greater than anything we've faced. But I want you to remember too, that there's other, you know, you you know other people that have already dealt with cancer and that others are, may deal with it in the future. It's not like it's... Um, that's that now, and now now we don't have to face that anymore. We're in this life, and guess what? This this world is a fallen world. That's a part of what we're connecting to. We live in a fallen world. And my problem is, I want to pretend like I'm in a small, small world at Disneyland. I won't sing the song, don't worry. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I have those false hopes. I have those you know kind of that dreamy world sometimes that i want to i want to go back to you know and we don't live in that kind of world we live in a fallen world and um you know you as a christian if you're a, if you're a believer you need to you know you just got to recognize that there will be storms that will come if you haven't faced a tough uh, moment in your life in that way they will come they will come and so what it comes back to is a test of your faith. Whatever it is that you come upon, it all comes back to, it's a test of your faith. And what will happen when you have something of a crisis in your life? And some of you already have, I know. And you know that it, it, it does. It comes back to the, the moment of, what, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to respond? What am I going to do with those involved? How will I how will I handle it? And um, you know, there's I I can't think of anything good about cancer. Can you? <laughs> um, but there's one thing that comes up in it, and it's really from our dear brother that's now with the Lord, uh, John Duncan. He was the first one I heard refer to it, but he said, you know. It's like uh, it's a it's a reality of a physical nature and it's internal. But you know what it does? It reminds us of what our sin nature. It's simply you know I everyone hates the the thought of it and. But yet it's still a reminder of your sin nature. Something inside of every person is eating away at them inside. And the first and deadliest thing is sin. Okay? And see, we think in terms of right here and now. And one of the things that has been blown out of the water for us is our schedule. You know, what's going to happen Tomorrow, or today, <laughs> and then tomorrow. And so, you're, you're, you know, the whole thing of schedule and your time, you know, what's going to happen. That's just, don't even worry about that. Because <laughs> all you have is what? Today. So, you deal with that here. We have today, okay? And um, so, it, it's a matter of faith on on our parts. What's happening in your life now where um, is there faith being built up in your life and the key is not just that but the key is faith in what or faith in who make sure my friend that your faith isn't just a, a generic you know kind of brand of faith but it's specifically in the person of Jesus Christ that is that's, the, that's where the, the, it all starts okay The key, if we can say that, because there's no door that I can can take my key to and open and and get out of this mess. (laughs) But the key, nonetheless, is your faith. Faith is the victory that, what, overcomes the world. We live in a fallen world. No one can come up and explain all the details of, here's why this happened in your family or your family, or here's why this is happening in our family. No one's going to explain that other than, well, it's cancer. You live in a fallen world. You know, we plead with God for his, his miracle work. We ask him that he would do his great work. And I, I do. I feel like the father, you know, in, in Mark chapter 9, that cried out, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Is that where your faith is? It's okay to, you know, it's okay that you aren't uh, real strong in this kind of a time. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to, in Isaiah 40, it says, uh, you know, mount up with wings like eagles. You know what? You don't have to mount up with wings like eagles. Can you stand up? And know that he's near you. Can you then take another step. And walk with the Lord. See a lot of times we get those images in our minds that. You know I've got to be. You know that was one of the first things that happened. You know uh, I'm going to be. I'll be strong. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah right. And, and I don't know of anyone that. You know there's no. There's no uh, set of instructions to follow here. you know that I know that and you, but it comes back to that's why we're talking about this it comes back to faith in Christ. and so that's the the call again, my friend that you'd grow strong in faith because the times they are they are tough and you know. Um, we can talk about all sorts of situations going on in the world. I mean, look at look at Cairo, Egypt. Look at the whole mid, uh, mid-eastern area of nations. Um, and, and the feeling that people in, in Israel must have of just getting, you know, surrounded. And who do they have their hope in? Just having a good army? You hope it's more than... Than just having their faith in a good army or or friends across the the Atlantic Ocean (laughs) But and we know that the Bible tells us that times will get harder And uh, This all comes forth from a situation that involves our daughter with cancer It's not talking about, you know hundreds of thousands of lives being lost in a war You know, there's all sorts of things coming up. (laughs) And so it behooves us, it's wise for you and I to say, yeah, I've not been spending time with my Lord. I need to. Young people, we can't stress it enough. You're in elementary school or junior high or high school, invest wisely. Invest wisely invest time in the word of god invest time in, in worshiping him don't wait till a crisis happens and then oh maybe i you know god's getting my attention no 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 <laughs> don't wait for that crisis start now recognize here's a, a wise choice to spend time in the word and and when the, the day of distress comes proverbs 24 10 your strength will not be limited but see the verse in proverbs 24 10 says in the day of distress he who is slack will be limited in his strength and uh the kind of thing that you know some of you have faced you know in losing a a loved one of you know whether it's a a spouse, or a child, or a grandchild, or whatever, you know, um, you never can pump up enough to be all ready for it. You you never can. You're it's just it's just the way things are. It seems like in this life, we are given this wonderful thing of family and this wonderful thing called love, and seeing it come from the hand of God, and so. Here we are. It's like we we want to hang on to, it with every fiber in our being, to hang on. So, it comes down to some simple things about faith, okay? And I'd like for you, I just want to take a, a few minutes here and... Um, have us look at John chapter 10. So would you take your Bible and look at John chapter 10? Dear Lord, please lead us and guide us as we look at your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 10. Jesus starts talking in the imagery of a a shepherd in the sheepfold. And Jesus says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Down in verse 24, the Jews, therefore, gathered around him and, you know, they surrounded him. They're pressing up against him and they're saying to him, how long will you keep us in suspense if you're the Christ? Tell us plainly. And Jesus answered and said, I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my father's name. These bear witness of me. He talks about that in John chapter five, six, seven and eight about the fact that it's it's not just his works, but it's John the Baptist is a witness. His works are a witness and God is witness. And God spoke from heaven about the witness, you know, regarding his son And so, the Jews come around again and ask that, you know, well, if you're the Christ, tell us plainly. And so, I want to find out today, are you still kind of in in suspense? Are you left in suspense about, about who Christ is? And this whole idea of being a sheep, do you know that the Bible says that In Isaiah 53, it says that all of us, like what? Like sheep, have gone astray. The the Bible refers to you as a sheep, first and foremost, that you've, what? Gone astray. You have gone astray from what? From God. And Christ comes and he says, I am the good shepherd. Okay? Okay. Now, if you don't have Psalm 23 memorized, get it memorized. Because in a tough time, you need to say to yourself, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay? And you can just, it's like, there you go. And, but the, the question is, do you believe it? Do you really believe that? Because it comes back to these crises in your life. And so, you know, again, what is, what is it all about? Faith. And Jesus says it right here. He says it in, in verse 25, 26. Okay? He's saying, here's what the problem is. You are not of, you are not of my flock because you're not my sheep. Why? Because of unbelief. Unbelief. And listen, you can say, I've been a Christian for 50 years, and you can still have unbelief pop up in your life. And you need to deal with that. You need to call it what it is. What is it? Sin. Call it, call unbelief sin. (laughs) Call it that. And then ask God to help you move on in faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay. So the problem of. That everyone has is they're like sheep and they've gone astray. But Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Whoa, Nelly. And you, you need to let that simmer in your thinking more and more and more. Because that's what we end up turning around to do now in a few moments, uh, you know, not too long from now. Is remembering the fact that he laid down his life for the sheep. And then, so the idea is, contrast, this is unbelief. You're not my sheep because of your unbelief. And here, you turn around and says, verse 27, look at it. Verse 27 says, my sheep... Okay, I like that, those just simple two words, my sheep. Are you a part of that? How do you know? What are you basing that on, that you are his sheep? How do you really know? Okay, and that's the dilemma of life. You know, that's that's the, the whole big challenge about who Jesus really is. And what he's talking about, what Jesus is talking about in these chapters in John is all about the fact that he's God in the flesh. It's not that he's just another cool guy, great teacher, whatever, whatever. No, he's God in the flesh. And these people knew it. They understood it. And so if he's really God in the flesh and you have not come to faith in Christ, you've got a problem, my friend. Because... He's God. And are you just going to walk away in unbelief? Are you going to reject what He's given us? What He's done for us in His Word? He says, my sheep hear my voice. Okay? Now, first and foremost, here's where you hear His voice. Okay? And the more you are familiar with the Word of God, the more you're going to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit when you don't have the Word right in front of you. You need to be in the Word to hear His voice. Okay? And then when you're out doing your work or out in the community or out traveling, wherever, it's not necessarily that you're walking around with your Bible open every step of the way, but you are responding to what He's already told you in His Word. Okay? And so it's that business of, here's, here's the Spirit of God within the believer leading and guiding us. And it's all, here, you know, we learn it of what He's calling us to do from His Word. My sheep hear my voice, Okay? And then, my sheep, he says, I know them. I know them. And they follow me. Now, um, we look at this and we we recognize, well, um, there's been some times where I haven't followed him like I know I should have. And we we recognize the fact of here's a here's some stubbornness going on in my life or your life god wants to to mold you in such a way and and cause you to turn to him more readily so that we would be sheep that follow him what's the whole idea behind a sheep not a very complimentary term, some of you have heard it before. They're not the most intelligent animal out there on the on the block. Um, I hear they're dumb. there I said it, and uh, they're not you know they're probably stinky. <laughs> You know, all the kind of things that you attach to what a sheep really is all about. And guess what? He used that term to describe us. We're easily lost. And you know what else? We're defenseless. A sheep is defenseless. And yet, some of us act like we don't need to be near the shepherd by our actions and by our words. We, We act and live in such a way that, you know... We're the strutting little sheep out there thinking we're, we're going to do, uh, you know, kind of come alongside the big bulls out in the field, you know, and, you know, it's true because we're stubborn. And the more that we'll just let the word of God richly dwell within our hearts, the more we'll be thinking in response to what he has or what he allows They follow me, well, I wish I could stand up here and say, I've followed Christ in every step of every decision that has ever come up in my life. Well, I haven't. But, Christian, do you know in your heart to do what He says? Do you know that? Do you really, When it, bottom line is, do you know that? And then asking Him to help you, then continue doing it and going in that direction so my sheep hear my voice do you hunger for his word well I'm glad that you're here this morning but continue you know to hunger for his word I know them he says there's assurance right I know them and we're not talking about some uh, you know like the governor let's say the governor brand new governor in the state he invites you to the party um, I don't think anyone in here would get invited because no one. Well, maybe one or two might know him. I I wouldn't get invited. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yet we're talking about God here. We're talking about God. God saying I I know them. Romans eight sixteen says His Spirit bears witness with our Spirit that. We are children of God. Remember the bookmark we handed out a couple of weeks ago about being, you know, who you are in, in Christ? And it, it keeps coming back to that, my friend. Are you listening to the voices of whoever else or whatever else? Or are you listening to the voice of God, the voice of Christ, the voice of the Spirit in the Word coming at you? Saying, here, you're a child of God. Walk by faith. Receive the grace that He has for us. And then they follow me. So we we recognize that we are stubborn, but let's continue on to follow him. Okay? Well, look at verse 28. He says, and I give eternal life to them and they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. So put this together. All the storms of life, all the things that happen, all the tragedies, all the accidents, all the stuff that goes on that we can't answer, that we don't know what is going on specifically. But we come back to a passage like this and say, What? I, as a Christian, I'm in his grip. I'm in his grip. No one. He says it how many times there? At least twice. No one can snatch them. And the word is to to rip away or, or steal away or rob away. No one can rob you away from the Father's grip, from Christ himself, from his hand. And all too often we just let that slide by. And all too often, we're thinking it's more about my holding on to him. Do you see that in this passage? (laughs) You're a sheep. You're a stinking sheep. (laughs) And so, you're holding on to the shepherd like that? I don't think so. The point of that is what? We have a great God And all too often, I am limiting Him in my thinking. I limit Him. And I I need to admit that to Him. Do you put God in a box? Or are you trying to learn of the great glories that will go on and on forever and ever and ever about who God is? That's what heaven's going to be like, and he says, "I give them eternal life." And the reason is because of Christ. He is Himself what eternity is all about. They shall never perish. You know this. the The language here is very emphatic. Okay, and it's no one. Um, I've lost my... Where I I wrote it down. Yeah. They shall... Here's one way that this can be interpreted. They shall not ever perish forever. (laughs) I'll say it again. They shall not ever perish forever. Is the idea behind the verse. There's emphasis on this. Okay? So... He gives eternal life. Okay. He gives assurance they will never perish. Okay. Now this is a distinction here because there will be some that will perish because they are condemned. They are under the wrath of God and they will not repent and believe. So therefore there will be some that will perish. Are you one or are you now in his fold? And so he gives eternal life. He gives assurance they will never perish. He gives security, protection. No one will ever snatch them out of my hand, Christ, or the Father's hand. And then what does he say in verse 30? I and the Father are one. See, this is why there is such a conflict. The people of Israel said, you're blaspheming. They wanted to execute him. You know, he was, he was there to offer himself to lay down his life for the sheep. So, here's the thing. When I stop and think about what it is that is needed in a time like this, in a storm like this, when I am weak, I can land on that statement and, and say, I, I am weak. Or I can finish it off by saying, when I'm weak, he is what? He is strong. And again, if, if you are not dunking your head and your heart into the word of God, you will be weak, my friend. And you can say, oh, but I'm going to heaven. But you, you know that it's the, the strength Comes from Him through His Word, carried on and sustained by His Spirit. And so we need to let the Word of Christ richly dwell and wash us over. That idea of water, like water washing over, the the other stuff, the stains of the world just flick away finally after enough water has passed over it. So let the word of God wash over your minds and your hearts, okay? He's laid down His life for the sheep, and that is, there it is. This is the essence of what we do here, is to remember His sacrifice. He willingly laid down His life. It wasn't because the Romans finally caught Him, or Judas finally betrayed Him. He willingly laid down His life because He knew... That was the only way there could be a perfect sacrifice for sinners. The Old Testament system was a repetitive thing because it was imperfect. It wasn't going to cover it all. And yet, here's the perfect, spotless Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Why? Because here He is. God in the flesh, He could do it. He kept God's law. And He's not just the sacrifice... That took your place. He's the propitiation, which means that he took the wrath of God against sin. God has to punish sin to be God. And Christ became the propitiation so that the wrath of God fell on him for your sin, for your penalty, your punishment. Christ took it. And that's there's there's some of the heart of the issue behind communion. So we don't, uh, Michael mentioned it at prayer time. We don't take this lightly. It's not just a little, you know, mid-service treat. It's, it's something that we remember what He did for us. If you don't know Him, don't partake. If you don't know the Lord, and you know, don't partake of this because it's a mockery of what He accomplished if you've not bowed the knee if you've not bowed in your heart to christ as lord this doesn't mean really anything to you you're just you're just putting on a show for people if you partake of this it ought to be taken out of reverence it ought to be taken out of worship and thanks and through it all we we ask him please god forgive me i know you have at christ at his crucifixion but yet i I keep wanting to pull away and do my own thing as a silly old stupid defenseless sheep. And so, it's the blood of Christ that makes this possible. The precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross for your redemption. And when God looks at that and sees the blood covering you... You're safe. You are totally, perfectly safe from the wrath of God because of Christ. Isn't that good? It's amazing. So, as we quiet our hearts and prepare for communion, let's think on these things. It was Christ that went to the cross and it ought to affect how you and I then live, right? That we would live for His glory, not for ourselves. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down His life for the sheep.